peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good Turning to my study in the book of Genesis, definitely slowed it down some today as I got to chapter 15, because there's definitely some things in there that I wanted to spend some more time thinking about, flush out just a little bit, not getting too deep. I don't feign myself as some kind of high thinking Bible scholar. I am a student of the Bible. I do study, but I do not think that I am more than I am. So, without further ado, let's get into this. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. This was following the events that happened after the slaughter of the kings in Genesis chapter 14. Uh, we'll read, I'll read the last three verses of, Gen of Genesis 14 just to keep a consistent thought so we understand what happened before this verse right here. And Abraham, and Abram, said to the king of Sodom, I have lift up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. It's a strong statement right there. Abraham, Abram wanted this to be known that I will not take from a thread, even to a shoe latchet and that I will not take anything that is thine lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich, save only that which the young men have eaten and the portion of men which went with me, Anar, Eshkal, and Mamre, let them take their portion. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Now, I had to ask myself, why did God come back to Abraham or come to Abraham in a vision and say these things right here? And going back to the uh, the verses before. Uh, the only thing I can think is. Abraham in his heart knew that taking uh, taking anything from this wicked king of Sodom just wasn't sitting right, didn't sit right with him. He knew in his heart to walk up rightly. This is not something he should do. God is his provider. Now, 
I'm confident that Abraham had all his needs met. The Bible says that Abraham and Lot were both men that were wealthy. They, they, they had their needs met and then some. Maybe Abraham felt some kind of way. Maybe Abraham felt like I'm kind of out in the cold here. Like who protects me? Where does my reward come from? Just a thought. We did see in, in several other places where Abraham's faith did waver. And God comes to Abraham in a vision. Fear not. So clearly Abraham was fearing something. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Now, it is quite possible that what Abraham feared was that this promise that God had given to him about his seed would never be borne out because Abraham is still without child. We, we see this in the, in the coming verses. Um, but that word shield there for, I uh, move on means to cover as with a shield. I hate when a word is used in its own definition. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's like, if I'm looking this up, I want to know what it means. Um, to cover from danger, to defend, to protect, to secure from assault or injury, to ward off, to defend against. I try my best when reading my Bible not to just blanketly ascribe things to myself that's mentioned to a certain person, right? Like there's, there's many verses and there's many things in the Bible that God said to people and greatly encouraged them. And I try not to make all of those things blanketly apply to myself unless I can go to the Bible and see where that principle generally applies to everyone. And this right here is one of those things in the book of Psalms. Let me get to it. Psalms chapter five and verse 12. The Bible says, for thou, Lord, wilt bless the righteous with favor. Wilt thou compass him as with a shield? And in the book of Proverbs chapter 30 in verse five, the Bible says every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. And remember that as we get back to Genesis 15. All right. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me seeing I go childless? So this is the thing that had burdened and bogged down the mind of Abram. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. So what's happening is Abraham heard the promise of God, he's, he's beginning to, to have some doubts because he's like, I'm without child. Like, how is this thing going to play out? 
So he's looking at his circumstance as many of us often do. And we think, okay, so the solution is in my circumstance. And I have this uh, steward right here in my house, uh, Eliezer. Maybe this is how this thing is going to come to pass. And Abraham said, behold, to me, thou hast given no seed and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. So again, Abram is allowing the circumstance to to dictate what he what he believes is going to happen instead of just going on the promise that God gave him. Now, this is definitely not me uh, uh, casting some kind of uh, disparaging remarks on Abraham. He was definitely a faithful, a faithful man, but we all have faults and we've all sinned. And, and Abraham is not free from that, uh, that either. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, this shall not be thine heir. But he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. So God corrected him. Look, this is not going to be your heir. It's going to be your own physical child. Your child, your biological child is going to be your heir. I made a promise and it will come to pass. In verse five. The Bible says, and he brought him forth and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And this is one of those instances where I do not believe this is only talking about the physical seed of Abraham, the, the biological seed as far as lineage. I think this is also talking about those who would believe in the book of Galatians chapter three, verse seven. I'm just going to quote this verse and we're going to come back to chapter three, but I wanted to quote, uh, to go to this verse. Know ye therefore that they, which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And this is, again, like I said, one of those instances where I believe the Bible is not merely talking about the, the seed of Abraham as far as his uh, gene genealogical lineage. It's also talking about those of faith. Can you imagine if, if, if you took all of the children of Israel throughout all generations and everyone who's been saved, everyone who's believed on God by faith. And these are all the, the, the seed of Abraham and imagine laying all of those people out in, in a crowd that would be a crowd that it'd be hard to number. And I think that's what's uh, getting across here. In verse six, and he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Notice the wording there. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. 
This is before the law was given. This is before the Levitical priesthood. This is this is before the children of Israel even came about. This is before he even has his first seed. Abraham is counted righteous before God because he believed in the Lord. Now, this is where I want to go to Galatians chapter three again, but I'm going to read verse one down through verse 14. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Received ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are ye so foolish having begun in the spirit? Are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain, he therefore that ministereth to you uh, the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham saying in thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham for as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident. The just shall live by faith. If there was ever a verse that made it crystal clear that the law will justify no man, it is that verse right there. Galatians 3.11. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Just listen to verse 11 one more time. But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. The Bible makes this crystal clear. 
And in Romans chapter 2, verse 11, the Bible says something, and there's a greater context, but there's something that's said here that, that, that really fits for there is no respect of persons with God. So when you look back at the book of Genesis chapter 15, and you see how Abram was justified, you realize if you if you study through the Bible and follow the whole Bible and what the Bible teaches as a whole, this was before the law. So if the law was required for justification, Abram would have needed that law for justification. And God in his perfect wisdom, omnipotence and omniscience placed this verse here, making it crystal clear that the law justifies no man. And in case you didn't get it in the New Testament, in the book of Galatians, chapter three, verse 11, the Bible makes it clear that it is evident that the law justifies no one. Again, this is one of those situations where if I had to have a discussion with a, um, a, a Jew as far as genealogy is concerned, and I wanted to share the gospel, I would take them to faithful Abraham and show how Abraham was justified in the sight of God. This is the same way Noah was justified, the same way Enoch was justified. God is no respecter of person. The Bible makes this evident. The Bible makes this crystal clear. It's amazing how these how these themes flow and show even through the Old Testament. I'm really enjoying going through the book of Genesis this time around, taking my time in some spots, flowing a little more in some spots. But I'm seeing that these heavy doctrinal issues that we see play out in the New Testament can also be proven and shown from the Old Testament. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people. <laughs>